there is nothing wrong with your radio. Do not attempt to change the station. We are controlling transmission. If we wish to make it louder, we will bring up the volume. If we wish to make it softer, we will bring it to a whisper. For the next hour, sit quietly and we shall control all that you hear. You are about to participate in a great adventure. You are about to experience the awe and mystery which reaches from the inner mind to the outer limits. And now, it's time for the radio show that covers just about every topic. Because variety is the spice of life. From the arcane and unusual to current events and practical tips. Because if it's interesting, they'll be talking about it. And now, here's Bill and Allison Mancaro. Good morning, Hill Country. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Indeed, indeed, indeed. I'm Bill. I'm Allison. And... We are sometimes wrong. But we're always right. Indeed we are. Indeed we are. 8.09 is our Hill Country Patriot time. We're glad you're with us this morning. We'll be on for the next two hours giving you all sorts of interesting little <laughs> items, tidbits and... Uh, tips. Tips and a uh, little history and a little this and a little that. But first, we always begin with a verse. And that verse is today from Mark chapter 8. Jesus said, Whosoever will come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross, and follow me. For whosoever will save his life shall lose it, but whosoever shall lose his life for my sake and the gospel's, the same shall save it. For what shall it profit a man if he shall gain the whole world and lose his own soul? Uh, George Mueller had an interesting comment about this. He said, God delights to increase the faith of his children. We ought, instead of wanting no trials before victory, no exercise for patience, to be willing to take them from God's hand as a means. Trials, obstacles, difficulties, and sometimes defeats are the very food of faith. A lot of wisdom there. Isn't that right, Allison? That's right. Absolutely. 810, Hill Country Patriot time, and we've got a ton of things to, uh, going on today uh, that we want to talk to you about. A little history for you. World War I camp construction began on July 24th in 1917. Uh, construction of Camp Logan near Houston began. After the U.S. entered World War I, the War Department took advantage of Houston's climate and ship canal to order the building of the camp. What do they want? <laughs> they want people to suffer. <laughs> <laughs> took advantage of the climate, huh? Okay. I was going to say, what, what exactly does that mean? <laughs> the 3rd Battalion of the Black 24th United States Infantry arrived in late July to guard the site but tensions between local authorities and black soldiers escalated during the following weeks and erupted on August 23rd as the Houston riot of 1917, resulting in the declaration of martial law. By 1918, the camp served as a hospital for wounded men. William C. Hogg acquired the site after the war, famous name in Texas history, Hogg's. Mm -hmm. He named his uh, daughter Ima. Ima, Ima Hogg. And there's, that's, that is true, but there's no truth to the rumor that her sister was named Yura. They, they, people claim that, but that's not true. But there was an I'm a hog. Anyway, 
Mr. Hogg acquired the site after the war, and eventually a thousand acres became Houston's largest recreational area, which is known as Memorial Park. So, and we know a little bit about World War One, don't we, Allison? We do. We've been to the World War One Museum, mm-hmm. which is in Kansas City, mm-hmm. and it, it is one of only two in the entire world. You are correct, sir. Ma'am. The other, correct, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> the other one is is it, is it Australia? There's one in Australia. That's the only other. World War One World War One Museum. We we've spent probably eight hours there um, over the, several days. Yeah, we the first time we were there, we spent about four hours. And um, norm, normally, I, w- I would not want to spend four hours in a museum, but it was absolutely fascinating. And um, the next time we were in Kansas City, we went there again, and uh, because a, a lot of us and we're, we're probably not unusual, um, most people don't. Or most Americans, anyway, don't understand much about World War One. Why we got involved in the first place? So, so it was very interesting. Yeah, that museum tells you a lot about why. Still and, confusing, though. Well, and yeah, it is. It is. But what we also learned is that um, the, the Treaty of, I believe it was Versailles, that uh, was the ending, the conclusion of World World War One, is why World War Two happened, came about. Because the the Germans were so unfairly treated in the Treaty of Versailles that uh, Hitler was able to rise to power, and the the people willingly followed him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So if it hadn't been for the Treaty of Versailles, it's very possible Hitler wouldn't mm-hmm. have been in power and possibly mm-hmm. never World War Two again. Exactly. Yeah, that was uh, something else we learned at the World War One History uh, Museum in mm-hmm. Kansas City. Mm-hmm. Also on this day, day became night at Fort Worth, July 29th, 1878. Uh, on that day in 1878, a team of astronomers converged on Fort Worth to observe a total solar eclipse. And local and out-of-state academic institutions sent representatives, and their observations produced both sketches and photographs of the event, and that led to important findings regarding the height of the sun's chromosphere and also produced dramatic images of the solar eclipse. Corona. You want to add to that story, Allison? You mean about what's coming up? Uh-huh. Uh huh. In 2024, two years, less than two years from now, in April, I believe it's the eighth. Um, Kerrville is going to have a total eclipse of the sun. Well, this whole the whole hill country will will have it. Not not whole, whole no not the entire hill country. Oh. Um, it's a, it's a very narrow path. It starts in Mexico and it goes up to the northeast, and uh, just. Over the weekend, I was reading a list of the top five, like top ten places to see it, and Kerrville is number five on the list. Okay. Well, we'll have the longest period of darkness uh, in the United States. In the United States. For the, actually, I think the second, but we we, we have a, one second. Maybe. We we have about we're going to have about four four and a half minutes, and uh, Austin, for example, is going to have one and a half. No kidding. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So, and, and and the next total eclipse uh, will not be for, I think it's I think it's about twenty twenty years. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And will that be here? That I don't know. I, f- I figure I might not be around in twenty years. So I haven't done done. I, I haven't done. Will be around I haven't done enough re- not research. Not to look at it. I haven't done enough research. I think on it'll it. be around in twenty years. But but we're we, we're looking forward to it, and we've invited. Um, several several of our friends, uh, more friends than we have beds for, 
So we're going to have air beds. And I warned all of them it's going to be like a giant slumber party. And you're going to be sharing a bathroom with a bunch of strangers. Yeah. <laughs> sort of like prison, I guess. <laughs> well, Actually, in prison, you get your own, I think, in a lot of cases. I wouldn't know. But uh, that's the rumor. But, but, but we're and it's funny all all the people that we have invited, um, none of them know each other, and what I've told them all is that uh, the only thing you have in common is that you're all all our friends. <laughs> well, that should be enough for anyone. <laughs> well, uh, it's do we expect uh, some uh, travelers, some visitors to Kerrville uh, during the eclipse? Well, what I read was that based on the, the last eclipse, which I think was. I read about a town in Nebraska that was similar in size to Kerrville, and uh, they had an influx of 50,000 people oh, okay. to, 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 see, to experience the eclipse. Oh, my, my, my. Well, that's something to look forward to. That'll be in April of 2024. Mm-hmm. So, April. Uh, I believe it's April 8th. Yeah. So if you've got a um, vacation rental or an Airbnb or you want to rent your house out, you can make some money, I guess, by renting it out, I suppose. Or Except I want to, I want to be here well, and experience true. it myself. Well, that's true. That's true. Uh, it's interesting. I was reading uh, every house, every single member of the United States House of Representatives who is a Democrat, every Democrat, voted against a motion, a motion that would have prevented President Biden from selling oil drawn from the U.S. Strategic Petroleum Reserve to entities controlled by the Chinese Communist Party. Okay. Mm. There was a motion that said Biden can't sell oil to the Chinese Communist Party, and every Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives voted against that motion. Or, in other words, they voted to sell oil from the U.S. Strategic Oil Reserve to the Chinese Communist Party. How about that? Plus, plus, not only did this company, one of the companies that gets the oil, is owned by the Chinese Communist Party, and has financial ties to Hunter Biden. No kidding. Yeah, Joe's son. Wow. Uh, wholly owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. Uh, and uh, a private equity firm Hunter Biden co-founded purchased nearly $2 billion in Sinopec marketing uh, in 2015. And Sinopec is wholly owned and operated by the Chinese Communist Party. Hmm. Uh, you know, the, he, supposedly he's being, uh, he's being, uh, uh, Hunter is being investigated, but we will see. I mean, we know how partisan the Justice Department has become mm-hmm. uh, and the FBI, sadly. Um, I heard, by the way, that uh, Elon Musk has offered $100 billion. <laughs> well, you know, $100 billion. For the he, FBI, wants to buy, for the FBI. he wants to buy the FBI, but the Clintons have not decided whether they want to sell. And speaking of votes in the U.S. House of Representatives, every I said every single House Democrat voted to sell oil out of our strategic reserve to communist China. Every House Democrat voted against a bill condemning violent attacks by pro-abortion criminals on churches and pro-life pregnancy centers. Every Democrat in the U.S. House voted against condemning the violence, just condemning the violence. Wow. Yeah. Well, that's, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. Isn't it? Yeah. I think we have a, don't have the map in front of me, but I think we have 
something about, <laughs> about that, uh, an audio on that. Yeah, uh, Pell CPCS, lower right, Allison. Well, let me just say this. Nancy a Pelosi. woman has a right to choose, to live up to her responsibility. It's up to her, her doctor, her family, her husband, her, her significant other, and her God. Uh, th- this talk of politicizing all of this, I think, is something uniquely American and not right. Yeah, that's Catholic Nancy Pelosi, and she's. <laughs> I should have prefaced that she was. She was asked directly, "Do you condemn the violence? Do you condemn the violence against pro-life centers, pregnancy centers, uh, churches?" And her answer had nothing to do with the question. She, well, every woman has the right to choose. Well, and she says it's uniquely American. Um, how many countries are have abortion legal? I don't know. Why do you spring these questions? <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm well, gonna, well I, I'm, I'm serious. Uh, isn't abortion not done in, not allowed in a lot of countries? Yeah, yeah, that's that's very true. But um, you know, she'd be against that too. Well, this violence, as I said, every Democrat in the U.S. House of Representatives vote against just a statement condemning the violence, and they vote against it. You know, and then Pelosi's asked about it, and she, you know, an old trick in politics, if you don't like the question, answer <laughs> another question that's not been asked. And that's exactly what she did. But the Democrats have been not only not condemning violence, they've been supporting the violence. Uh, we've got, uh, I don't know if we have that cut by Schumer or not anymore. Uh, do we still have uh, the Schumer cut? Uh, if not, uh, so. if not, go to Liz CPS. See, this is uh, Senator Elizabeth Warren uh, inciting violence in Massachusetts right now. Those crisis pregnancy centers that are there to fool people who are looking for pregnancy termination help outnumber true abortion clinics by three to one. We need to shut them down here in Massachusetts, and we need to shut them down all around the country. You should not be able to torture a pregnant person like that. But throwing a Molotov cocktail in their window, she doesn't condemn. You know, she doesn't condemn. Don't get pregnant in the first place. Okay. Uh, And then directly inciting violence, directly inciting violence, is the majority leader, Democrat leader of the U.S. Senate, Chuck Schumer from New York, and this is what he told a crowd. I want to tell you, Gorsuch, I want to tell you, Kavanaugh, you have released the whirlwind, and you will pay the price. And that was right before, what, about a week before, Allison? Mm-hmm. Something like that? Yeah. A mob showed up on... Uh... Uh, Kavanaugh's doorstep is that, is that what you're oh, well, referring to? Mobs, mobs are in the uh, on Kavanaugh's in front of Kavanaugh's house in mm-hmm. violation of federal law, but they will not. The Justice Department will not enforce mm-hmm. that law. But it's a violation of federal law to go to a just judge's house mm-hmm. um, and you know protest and do what what they're doing. They're shouting obscenities. The neighbors who I I, I know I I heard an interview with one of Kavanaugh's neighbors and he said. You know, I'm so the kids are terrified. My kids are terrified. We can't sleep at night. People are shouting obscenities. He said, and he said, I don't, I don't even agree with Kavanaugh on abortion. He said, I'm pro-choice, but he said, this is nuts. This is gas to stop. They're harassing children. Yeah, these people yeah. are evil, 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 and uh, that's 
That's what's going on. That's what's going on. 823s, Hill Country Patriot time, and we'll look coming up. We'll, we'll be right back. Coming up, we've got some really, really interesting news for you. Okay. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com, and first couple of texasradio.com. Texas, oh Texas, you're wonderful and great. Boldest and grandest, withstanding every test. Oh, empire wide and glorious, you stand supremely blessed. Texas, oh Texas, your freeborn single star sends out its radiance to nations near and far. Emblem of freedom, it sets our hearts aglow. With thoughts of San Jacinto and glorious Alamo God bless you Texas and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long God bless you Texas and keep you brave and strong That you may grow in power and work throughout the ages long Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. And 820. 104.3, 102.1. <laughs> and we serve Kerrville, Fredericksburg, Comfort, Bandera, Hunt, Ingram. <laughs> what else? Johnson City, Mountain Home, Center Point. That's right. That's 828 right. is our Hill Country Patriot time with Bill and Allison. And uh, welcoming you to our new two-hour show. That's right. We're happy to, happy to have you here. Well, Allison and I just got back from the state of Virginia. We did. We did. We spent the week in the state of Virginia, and uh, it was a, a wonderful time. Trying to get back to the airport was cert- certainly uh, <laughs> certainly thrilling, uh, but it uh, we had a downpour of biblical proportions <laughs> as did. we attempted to get back to we the did. Richmond airport. We did. Uh, in and fact, we actually made it on time. We did. That We had a, but uh, traffic was backed up uh, on I-64, and it... Uh, we had a, uh, our phones went off with this beep, 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 uh, oh, t- with a tornado warning. Tornado warning <laughs> telling so us seek, to take shelter. Seek, seek shelter seek immediately. Seek shelter immediately. And I figured, well, I'm in my car, that's shelter. But no, it was. No, no, no actually, it was that's creepy. not shelter. It was creepy. They say, no. if you're in a, in a car. Oh, get out. Get out. Yeah. yeah. So it was, uh, it was creepy, but we. Uh, and actually, I'm wondering, it, even before we got that tornado warning, um, we saw so many downed, um, so much debris in the, on the highway that uh, I'm, you know, looking back, I'm wondering if there was a little bit of a tornado that hit t- touched down. It may have been. It may have been. I don't know. Well, the uh, what what did we do interesting there? Oh, in Virginia, uh, <laughs> yeah. we saw our 98 year old friend Jack Einstein, mm-hmm. who lives in his house and takes care of his rather large lawn and grocery shops, and you know he's sharper than I am. <laughs> Uh, he he walks better than I do. <laughs> he's not, you know, being sharper than I am is not saying much, but uh, he is, and uh, he is an Einstein. He is a Jack Einstein. He's a true Einstein. He's yeah, he's he's Albert's third cousin. Wow, wow. So he's a delightful guy. So we went to see him, and we uh, might have hit a winery or two. When we were in Virginia. <laughs> they have wonderful, or, wonderful wines. And uh, yeah, we went to the Trump Winery. Oh, that's right. We did. That's fantastic. That mm-hmm. what happened. <laughs> 
there's a little story about the Trump winery. Um, there was a man named John Kluge, uh, who was the richest man in Virginia, one of the wealthiest men, uh, people in the world, billion, multi-billionaire. And uh, he married a much younger woman, and he passed away. And she inherited whatever she inherited, I don't know. But uh, she managed to... Uh, blow a lot of money, and she had gorgeous estates, something like 300 acres in right outside of Charlottesville, Virginia. Rolling green, gorgeous uh, mansion, huge mansion. And uh, she was in foreclosure. And uh, and there was also, there was a winery on the on the property. Oh, that's the, right. The, the Kluge's had, had a winery. Kluge's had a winery. Uh, and uh, anyway, they uh, she went into, she was in foreclosure, and she asked Donald Trump, who was family friend if he could help so what he did <clears throat> he called the bank there were two banks that uh had mortgages one had a mortgage on the house the mansion the other <clears throat> excuse me the other had a mortgage on the surrounding land the 300 acres so he called the bank that had the mortgage on the house and offered to pay off the mortgage to stop the foreclosure just to pay it off but he wanted a discount which is natural that's the usual rate done well that bank wouldn't wouldn't uh, deal with with the donald they wouldn't give him a discount so then went to the bank that owned the mortgage on the land uh and he was able to make a deal with them to pay it off at a discount so then he called the the bank that owns the mortgage (laughs) on the house and said you know you know you wouldn't deal with me on paying off that mortgage early you wouldn't give me a discount well guess what I own all the land around that house, and you are not allowed on it. <laughs> and that brought the bank to the table. Mm-hmm. But it's, yeah, it's absolutely beautiful property. Yeah. It's the largest winery in, tech, uh, in Virginia. 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 We also went to uh, the Je- Jefferson, oh, Jefferson Winery, Jefferson. as in Thomas Jefferson. Right, it, on the land where mm-hmm. Thomas Jefferson grew, it's on, grew well, grapes. Mm-hmm. It's, it's on land that once belonged to thomas jefferson is right next to monticello mm-hmm. and dave matthews dave matthews band uh, <laughs> dave matthews winery uh, which is uh, blenheim is is the name of that winery mm-hmm. so that was a lot of fun so if you ever get to that part of the world and you like wines or just like beautiful scenery or both check out uh, central virginia which mm-hmm. is where we were well the texas power grid operator ERCOT, who everybody loves <laughs> uh the, uh, yeah, what, what, it was about a week ago, uh, asked everybody to use less energy as clouds threatened access to the solar power panels <laughs> uh, to avoid rolling blackouts. Of course, we had a heat, we're having a heat wave, horrible heat wave, horrible drought. Uh, but uh, they had, they said, well, it's cloudy at a lot of our solar play, um, systems, solar systems. Solar installations, that's better. Uh, So they're not producing the energy. And the heat wave, uh, there's not enough winds. So our wind turbines are not operating either. So they asked everybody to cut down on the use of of electricity, such as what? (laughs) (laughs) Electric car, don't charge your car. Electric car charging, it it takes a huge amount of electricity. It's Uh, 40 amps. Wow, that's more than what it, probably more than an air conditioner does when it first starts up with central air. I don't know. Uh, that, I don't know. It's huge. Uh, but they tell you, well, don't do not do that. No, don't use that. Um, remember, 
Remember when Texas was hit with the cold snap in February of last year and the power grids gave out and power outages? ERCOT did rolling blackouts and brownouts. Um, millions of Texans went without electricity for several days in a row last year. And some people in rural areas went a month without electricity. Mm-hmm. I know up in Mountain Home, uh, they were running generators to people that uh, were because what happened was the uh, lines came down. We had ice storms, and the power lines came down on the way to the st- storm, so they had to bring in, uh, you know, they had to repair all that, and it, t- it took weeks and weeks. That well, and also the tur- the wind turbines weren't working. Yeah, <laughs> they they aren't they aren't made to work in in cold. They're not cold made to work in ice. cold cold and ice. So nearly half of the actually had this is true. Half the wind turbines in Texas froze, uh, and now we're being asked to raise our thermostats in the middle of summer because of low wind generation and cloudy days. You know, it looks like Texas has imported California's energy policies. <laughs> you know, sustainable energy is not sustainable. That's that's the bottom line on that. Sustainable energy, so-called, is not sustainable. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I. You know, I, and we talked. We've talked quite a bit about electric vehicles on this program, and uh, you know, if if you've listened at all, you know that uh, we're we're not fans of electric vehicles. Uh, there's nothing wrong with having an electric vehicle as long as you can charge it. As long as the electric company isn't telling you don't don't charge it. Uh, the uh, well, here's here's something. The we've got an audio of uh, some folks were were driving around in some very rural area and they had uh they ran into uh not ran into but saw a tesla on the side of the road it was very rural very far from any gas stations or electric charging stations i, I don't look like that frankly it looked like a big men country to me from the video so somebody started recording on their phone what happened why the the guy driving the tesla was pulled over and what they could so they stopped and offered to help now the recording isn't great but you can make out most of, of what's saying. So this is them talking to this Tesla owner who's pulled over by the side of the road and how he's going to get his vehicle going. Now, there's a big problem. Tesla's an electric car, right? Yeah. yeah. Fully electric. Mm-hmm. I don't understand what the gas is for then. Well, because if you're fully out, you got to... You got to charge it? Okay, juice it up. Show me what you mean. Where's the gas going to go? Show me. That plugs into here, and that plugs into there, and then you're good to go. It's a weird oh system. Oh, my gosh. Is that a gasoline generator? It is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's how you get the electricity to drive. <laughs> you got an underpowered Tesla. You're going to... Bro, you're going to... This is the weirdest... Nobody has ever run a Tesla off of gasoline like this before. All right. Well, get this thing out, and let's charge it up. He's going to charge his electric car with gasoline from a Honda. Can't believe I actually helped a Tesla charge itself with gasoline. So how long is, how long you need to, to charge it up? Yeah, I think maybe like five minutes and then I can make it to a gas station. Make it to... Stop! Go to a charger! What are you... <laughs> That's what happens when you have an electric car. Yeah, when you're, <laughs> and, you're the and you run out of. Yeah, well, juice. you know, I, I thought of that. Uh, we talked about uh, February 21 when the when we had that huge ice storm and sub-zero temperatures and all that, and there was a big 
big uh, traffic jam on I-10 in Kerrville. That was this year. Oh, that was this year? Okay. I'm pretty sure that was this year. Well, anyway, there was, was a big like a traffic tw- jam on I-10. a 12-hour backup. Yeah. And they were gas stations were coming and running gasoline to mm-hmm. people because it was freezing cold. Uh, yeah, they were co- coming down the median and delivering gas to people. To people so they keep their vehicles going so their, their heaters would keep going. What if you had an electric vehicle? They're not going to come down the median and give you a battery, you know, or a charge. So what, you know, what charges take out, you know, could take hours, mm-hmm. especially a portable thing like that. Mm-hmm. So what are you going to do in that situation? Um, I mean, you know, not to mention the batteries are made in China and the lithium is very dangerous. And where do you think the electricity comes from to charge your electric vehicle? Sixty <laughs> Over 60% of the electricity produced in the United States comes from fossil fuels. Coal, doesn't it? Coal, uh, uh, natural gas, yeah. So, you know, you're. What are you doing for the environment when you're using a whole lot more electricity to charge your electric vehicle? Uh, you know, leftists want to repeal all kinds of legal concepts: the Electoral College, the um, the nine justice Supreme Court. They want they want to get rid of the Constitution. They want to change genders. You know, God made. Two genders, Democrats made all the rest of them. But, uh, but they can't repeal the laws of physics. So this brave new world of electric vehicles, we're told, will solve all of our energy problems. Having a problem. Uh, for example, uh, Mazda has an MX-30 designed for a daily commute of about 30 miles without grades or inclines as long as you have a charger at each end of the journey. 30 miles. Okay. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, no take kidding. the Mazda MX-30 to the hills or for a lengthy drive, <laughs> and you'll find it slow. Uh, car and driver did a test of it, uh, did a road test. It went 70 miles. They got 70 miles out of it before they had to charge it again. Wow. And its starting price is about 33500 Wow. Uh, so if you want to take a quick trip I mean, down the, the interstate, plan your trip carefully. The laws of physics stretch further than that car will go. Well, and, and I read recently that, that unlike gas-powered cars, um, electric cars are more efficient in the city and less efficient on the highway. Hmm. Where it was our gas, with our, our gas cars mm-hmm. um, on the highway, we, we get a lot more miles per gallon. But well, it's, it's the opposite with uh, electric vehicles. There was a, a YouTube um, a company called Fast Lane Truck showed how an electric Ford F-150 pickup made it all of 85 miles towing a three-ton trailer before it had to be recharged. <laughs> and good luck finding a charger that works. Uh, approximately 25% of chargers on the nation's highways are broken. Wow. About a quarter of the, of the chargers. So if you take a trip and you say, okay, here's a charger, here's a charger, here's a charger, there's only a... Th- Three out of four chance that you're going right. to find one that works, exactly. and they could exactly. be very the slow types, the very slow types that take hours exactly. to charge. Exactly. So there may be a place for electric vehicles in the future. We have right now approximately 500 years of fossil fuels uh, available in the United States. So I think sometime in the next 500 years we'll figure out a way to use some other kind of fuel. But right now that's not a possibility. Exactly. And, uh, <clears throat> you know, I think we should, uh, Allison, we should have separate gas pumps. People who voted for Biden <laughs> should pay $10 a gallon. Those who voted for Trump should pay 2 There you go. I like that idea. Okay. Yeah. Well, we'll be back right after the break. 
Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com, 104.3, 102.1, and first couple of texasradio.com. And here's George Bennett singing Texas on My Mind, his original composition. Headed for the coast for a better way of living, and I just don't, don't know why. Was I really leaving, or was I searching for that peace of mind? When I found I had Texas on my mind, another day, another dollar. Another footprint on my soul If I find another I will surely be at home Was I really leaving Or was I searching for that peace of I cannot wear a regular neck shirt. It hurts. <laughs> and I especially hate turtlenecks. Like wearing a turtleneck is like being strangled by a really weak guy. <laughs> All damn day. Stay tuned for your next comedy clip on the Hill Country Patriot. Clay Travis and Buck Sexton, weekdays at 11 a.m. And we're back. We're Bill and Allison. <laughs> Oh, just having fun. Just having fun. 847 is a Hill Country Patriot. And I'm here with Bill and Allison, and uh, we appreciate you being with us, of course, uh, as as always. Uh, some things coming up that you might want to be part of. The Battle of the Cattle is going on. Uh, Kerr County Hill Country Youth Event Center, otherwise known the as the Ag Barn. Thank you. Going back to our roots, putting on an old school show for summer. You've been around uh, the Battle of the Cattle for a while. Uh, it was a mega jackpot summer show, uh, jam-packed with awesome prizes, giveaways, a Texas-sized showmanship concert contest, and a steer show that will knock your sombrero off. <laughs> didn't, didn't Jill Biden get in trouble for saying Jill Biden, the wife, got in uh, trouble for saying stuff like that? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's going on now at the uh, Ag Barn, the Hill Country Youth Event Center. Uh, so for more information, go to battleofthecattle.com. <laughs> battleofthecattle.com. How clever. Oh, it is. It is. And today, from 8 a.m. to noon, you visit the Heart of the Hills Farmer's Market. That's in the River Hill Mall. River Hills Mall. It's River Hills Mall, River Hill Community 
I know. You know, I know. nobody knows exactly what no. it is. But uh, anyway, that that's a little farmer's market. It's really nice, though. It's got some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. Allison and I have been there several times. It's in the mm-hmm. parking lot right in front of the J.C. Penney's. Mm-hmm. Uh, so stop there. Uh, they're going to be there until noon, and they've got hot sauces and... Uh, mushrooms. Mushrooms, weird, tasty mushrooms. So, uh, anyway, that's the rumor. <laughs> Bill, I'm wouldn't, not, Bill wouldn't know, I'm not, I wouldn't know about that. But... Uh, and they have uh, various foods and all sorts of crafts and all sorts of things. So that's that will be a fun thing to do. 849 Hill Country Patriot Time. And Allison is staring at me. <laughs> Allison runs the board here, which is the control board. She controls my microphone. She you know, can decide when I talk and when I don't. That's right. And uh, it looks like the helm of the Starship Enterprise. I'm very proud of her to be doing that. And so she's in charge of when we take a break. Uh, but actually, when we come back from our break, uh, I'm going to tell you about the worst commercial ever. Oh, that sounds like fun. Oh, it is. I'm looking- Absolutely bizarre, let me tell you. I'm looking forward to hearing that. It'll come up right after our break. We'll be right back. Welcome back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. And you can listen to our shows if you uh, want to hear one again or missed uh, missed one, just go to firstcoupleoftexasradio.com. Okay, before <clears throat> before the break, Bill promised to tell you the worst commercial of all time. In 1965, Oxidol Detergent ran an ad campaign that included a TV commercial showing black women discussing their wash. This early attempt at representing the black it was an attempt at representing the black buying public in advertising, but it was marred by an announcer saying, when it's whiteness you're after. <laughs> and at the end, he said, colored things come out nice, too. <laughs> oh, my. A little tone deaf on that one. Wow. Really? Wow. Wow. Oh, 854 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You know, the COVID-19 pandemic has been a real boon to Pfizer. It has doubled Pfizer's annual revenue. They spend more money on advertising than they do on research and development of drugs. Yeah, now. disgusting. Uh, well, and you, can't, you can't watch a TV show without seeing... Drug ads? Oh, my God. <coughs> drug ads. Yeah. That's, it makes you wonder about uh, the future of America when we're not, we're not producing, we're just giving people drugs. Right. Uh, you know, you don't... Very few ads for actual things made in America anymore. Uh, but uh, Pfizer's... Give, gotten a lot of weight in determining U.S. health policy. Uh, Pfizer's revenue last year was $81.3 billion. That doubled from the year before. Uh, and the COVID shot accounted for about $37 billion of that. Uh, Pfizer's COVID jab dominates 70% of the U.S. and European markets. Uh, that, despite Many findings showing the shot doesn't prevent infection or transmission uh, and uh, can cause severe complications. Uh, The U.S. has thrown away 82.2 million expired COVID jabs, yet the Biden administration ordered another 105 million doses at the end of June for a fall booster campaign that will cost us taxpayers $3.2 billion. Pfizer's contracts with the government are almost exclusively slanted in Pfizer's favor. They're guaranteed payment, but they have no financial liability for injuries and deaths. You can't sue them. And it appears 
even if they're found guilty of fraud, they can't be sued. See, they're they're in bed with Tony Fauci and the rest of these people. Fauci owns a lot of stock, apparently, in, in these companies. Well, the last I heard, um, COVID jabs are free. Is that still the case? No, I, taxpayers I, I, pay I, for I've them. Never, I've never gotten one. Taxpayers pay for them. Right. So they're not free. Okay, well, I mean, I'm sorry. For, <laughs> yeah. Free to the recipient. Well, here's a, here's a brief audio, Allison, uh, if you're ready to put it up there. Uh, Project Veritas, which you may be familiar with, they, they go undercover and uh, then release the tapes of uh, what these people have been saying. Uh, this is a high-level uh, Federal Food and Drug Administration uh, official uh, in uh, recorded in a conversation he didn't know was recorded uh, when he's out on a, out on, and thinks he's out on a date with his girl. And he's had a few drinks, and he opens up about what the scam this is. Here's the FDA official. Biden wants to inoculate as many people as possible. So you're going to have to get an annual shot. I mean, it hasn't been formally announced yet. So you don't want to, like, uh, rile everyone up. The drug companies, the food companies, the vaccine companies, they pay us hundreds of millions of dollars a year to hire and keep the reviewers to approve their products. If they can get every person required at an annual vaccine, that is a recurring return of um, uh, money going into their, their company. I mean, just from everything I've heard, they're not going to not approve it. Yeah, they're not going to not approve it because they're in bed with the with the course. companies. Yeah, yeah, they're paid off. You know, you know, they're paid off, whether it's in money or job opportunities. Hey, hey you know, once you, you know, once you leave the federal government, why do you want to be a bureaucrat all your life? Why don't you come to work for Pfizer, and we'll give you, you know, a ton of money and a ton of benefits. Uh, you know, come to work for us. Oh, bring your knowledge and all your contacts and your networking, too, when you come that uh, in the government, because uh, we could use that, too. And that's what they do. Mm-hmm. That's what they do. 858 is our Hill Country Patriot time. You're with Bill and Allison. And I got so much more to say about that, but uh, we're running out of time, aren't we? Because uh, we got to be out of here for our news break, but we're coming back. And when we're back, one well, one thing after the break, yeah. uh, we have a very brief uh, update on what's going on in Ukraine from a friend of ours. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We want to know about that. It's, it's very brief, but it's per- personal uh, perspective on what's going on there. And we've got a lot of uh, hill country events uh, going on today, tomorrow, and uh, things you want to know about. Uh, got a story on one of the. Uh, one of the squad, you know, the AOC squad members, uh, and what kind of shenanigans she's pulling. About uh, got a story about Nancy Pelosi's husband and how much money he's making. Uh, you know, how do you, Harry Truman said you you can't get rich in politics, uh, you know, unless you're a crook. <laughs> exactly. And I'm paraphrasing, but that's basically what he said. Mm-hmm. We'll be back with Bill and Allison right after the news. Stay with us. we got so much more going on. You won't want to miss a moment of it. Well, that's what they call us. We didn't, put, <laughs> we didn't invent that. The station did, but very nicely. Thank you, Bob and Harley. For, yes, thank you. And everybody at the station for that. That's very, uh, very appropriate. No, it's <laughs> very nice. We appreciate that. Uh, the last Saturday of the month, the month of July, boy. Time flies like an arrow and fruit flies like a banana. <laughs> uh, the last Saturday of every month is Family Free Day at the Kerr County. Uh, uh, sorry, Kerr County residents can go to the Museum of Western Art for Family Free Day. You can tour the museum for free, take part in activities. Uh, and of course, that's down on Bendera Highway in Kerrville. Uh, so get out there to the Museum of Western Art or the Cowboy Artist Museum as it was 
formerly known. So that's today is Family Free Day if you are a Kirk County resident. And the today and tomorrow we have the 126th Gillespie County, and I'm not too good with my German, Bundesschweizenfest. That sounds pretty good. It does. I'm, I'm impressed. <laughs> uh, it's an old-fashioned German target shooting competition where the winner becomes the Schwarzkönig. <laughs> if you, you do that, it sounds like German. Or King of Marksmen and reigns until the next year's competition. Spectators are welcome. There's no parking or admission fee. That's phrased rather poorly. There's no parking <laughs> or admission fee. It won't cost you to park there, all right? Food and drinks will be available yeah, you for can sale. Come, but you can't. There's no parking. <laughs> it sounds like it, doesn't it? Uh, How about no fee to park? No fee to park. <laughs> the five shooting clubs parade in at 9 a.m., which is right now. Competition begins at 1 p.m., continues at around 6.30 today. And the shooting will resume tomorrow from 8 to noon and continues until 1 p.m. until no man is left standing. No, until the winners are decided. <laughs> and this year it's sponsored by the Bear Creek Shooting Club. And that'll be today and tomorrow. Uh, and it's going to be at the Bear Creek Shooting Range. And if you don't want to know where that is, it is 2660 Center Point Road, but it's Fredericksburg, not Center Point. It's just on Center Point Road, 2660 Center Point Road. So that'll be from until uh, 6.30 tonight and 8 to noon tomorrow. And it is free for spectators. So that's something you'll want to participate in or well at least watch that'll be kind of fun mm-hmm. 909 hill country patriot time well before the the news break uh, i told you we would have an update on what's going on in ukraine from our friend um and he said life here is more or less normal for the time being but a big uncertainty for the future men are all in a trap not allowed to leave the country or even their regions Starting October, that will be the same for most women. And and the reason for that, in case you don't understand that, is um, men, so, since Ukraine was invaded by, by Russia a few months ago, uh, men under the age of, I believe it's 60, um, are not allowed to leave the country um, because they might be called up to war. And, and apparently, according to our friend Oleg, it sounds like uh, they're going to start calling women in October. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Apparently. Wow. Wow. Yeah, and, and he said you can't even leave your region. So in other words, I guess it would be like, you know, if you're a Texan, you couldn't leave Texas. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, we, we, we in the United States really can't imagine what, what, what that's like. No, we can't. But fortunately. We can't. It's, uh, Lord, you know, as, as bad as things are in this country, you know, you look at places, other places around the world and you thank the Lord that uh, he hasn't, Hasn't brought that to us, but uh, we need mm-hmm. to pray for those those people, poor, poor people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nine ten Hill Country Patriot Time. Congresswoman Cori Bush, who is a Democrat from Missouri, uh, she's a big advocate of defunding the police. Okay. Well, the Federal Election Commission reports have just come out. She has spent a total of. And I'm not sure how long this is election. Yeah, okay. Um, in two quarters of this year, she has spent 
three hundred, almost four hundred thousand dollars in campaign cash contributions for private security for her and her and her offices. But she's in favor of defunding the police. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, this is what these hypocrites are. Uh, Democrat, of course. Uh, and when this was brought to her attention, she defended, she doubled down. That's what people say they do. And this is what the left always done, always does. When they're confronted with their hypocrisy, she defended her advocacy for defunding the police while spending $400,000 on private security for her. Out of our tax dollars? Of our ta- well, the campaign cash. A lot of it was campaign contributions. Oh, okay. 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 But some of it was um, tax oh. dollars. Oh, sure. And you know what her answer was when she was confronted with this? You want to defund the police, but you get you know almost half a million dollars in private security in, what, six months? Quote, Oh, my critics, they would rather I die. You'd rather <laughs> yeah. you'd rather yeah. I die? Is that what you want to see? This is an exact quote. You want to see me die? You know, that could be the alternative. I have private security because my body is worth being on this planet right now. Wow, and yours isn't. <laughs> uh, but apparently, you, you peasants, that's nah, not for you. Oh. I mean, these, these elitists, no, they are so in your face about their elitism. Yeah. That's what it is. They're so in your face about it. Well, well, while we're talking about killing people, um, here's a, an item from the police blotter in Sonora, California. 1.30 p.m., a man came to the sheriff's department to find out how to legally kill a person who was harassing him. Legally kill? Legally. <laughs> and he went to the police and asked them that? Yes, yes, because he, he was... He wanted to make sure he was doing it legally. <laughs> Yo, yeah, that's going to be on dumb, dumbest, commer- uh, dumbest criminals. Yeah, well, I'm talking about these hypocrites. Uh, Paul Pelosi, the husband of Nancy Pelosi, recently bought up to $5 million in stocks in a semiconductor company right before the Senate was set to vote on a bill that would give a $52 billion subsidy to the semiconductor industry. Okay. Now, that's not illegal for a spouse of a member of Congress to do that. It would be a, a, a violation of ethics for a member of the, uh, Congress to do it, but not your spouse. And Nancy Pelosi has come out against, not surprisingly, against making it illegal for spouses <laughs> of members of Congress uh, to trade in stocks like this. Uh You know, as I said before, Harry Truman said, you can't get rich in politics unless you're a crook. And Nancy's uh, Nancy's salary, Nancy Pelosi's salary is two hundred and twenty-three thousand dollars a year. Her net worth, a hundred and twenty million. Wow, I knew it was up there. Hundred and twenty million. Hillary Clinton's net worth, one hundred and ten million. And what did she have when when they came into office? Nothing. She uh, was you nothing. know the wife of the Attorney General of Arkansas, who became governor, Bill Clinton, and then became president. Mm-hmm. So how the heck did they make a hundred and ten million dollars? Mm-hmm. Because they're crooked. Yeah, exactly. Because they're crooked. Exactly. Um, in June of 2021, Paul Pelosi also purchased up to millions of dollars in semiconductor uh, company Nvidia. Uh, about the same time, the Senate passed another bill subsidizing Nvidia. Uh, as I said, Nancy Pelosi is among the highest earning members in the House. She's the Speaker. 
she makes more money. She and her husband make more money trading stocks than almost any other member of Congress. And she opposes a ban on spouses of congressional uh, members trading stocks. Of course she does. Yeah, well, that's that's no surprise, is it? <laughs> you know, I mean, we, we are... You know, we're heading into uncharted territory against an enemy we've not previously encountered. And when I say enemy, I don't mean opponent. I mean enemy. And the Democrat apparatus is is the enemy. It's the most corrupt administration, the Biden administration in our nation's history. One that, I mean, you look at Hunter Biden's laptop, and that's all the proof you need. Of course, the Department of Justice won't prosecute. Um, we're hoping they will, but so far, nothing. Uh, it's... It, uh, eclipse the previous worst generation uh, administrations, um, Wilson, um, Ulysses S. Grant, uh, Harding. They don't care about you or me. They hate this nation. They really do. They hate this nation as it was founded. They hate what it stood for. The rule of law doesn't mean anything to them. It's just an annoyance. And our founding documents, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights, Declaration of Independence, should be thrown in the trash as far as they're concerned. Uh, just 45 days after his inauguration, I don't know if you knew this, Allison, Biden was handed Executive Order 14019 to sign. Of course, he signs anything put in front of him and he shakes hands with invisible people. Too. <laughs> that order says all 600 federal departments and agencies, quote, expand citizens' opportunities to register to vote and to obtain information about and participate in the electoral process. 600 Departments and agencies are going to be involved in the elections. Yeah, that's about 598 too many. The federal government has almost no role in elections. Mm -hmm. People don't know that. It's each individual state's job to run the election as they see fit. Um, What about the Hatch Act? Oh, that's true, too. The Hatch Act. Tell people about the Hatch Act. If, if you're a government employee or the way it used to be when Bill and I were government employees. Oh, it's still true. Um, you could not um, actively be involved in you know, any kind of a, any political campaign. Yeah, um, uh, we, we had a friend who was running for um, chairman of the uh, College of Republicans, and he, he could not take a government job because of that. Okay, no, and that's that's the law. That's called the Hatch Act. Alice and I are former congressional staff, so we uh, were very aware of the Hatch Act. The, the, I don't think that applies to co- no, co- no, but we're aware of the Hatch Act, right? Because right. of our but, work in Congress, because but it we, doesn't apply to congressional staff. No. Well, right, but but we we also worked for the federal for the federal, federal civil government servants, as civil servants. Yeah, exactly, civil servants, and they are the ones who cannot um, be active in politics Correct. in any way. But it's not. I don't know how much that is enforced. Oh, I guarantee you, today uh, it's not. Yeah, yeah. Now going back to this executive order that uh, they put in front of um, Biden to sign, which he did. Medicare and Medicaid plan to convert health care centers to voter registration locations. Wow. And they have no business doing this. It's illegal. Yeah. It's illegal. Yeah. They're going to have federal employees doing voter registration. The Department of Education will take federal work training funds for get-out-the-leftist vote campaigns. The Department of Agriculture is taking money from child nutrition programs for get-out-the-vote drives. No, that's get out the bad. Democrat vote drives. Yeah, that's terrible. Absolutely terrible. So, Absolutely so terrible. That's just a few, but it's probable that every department and agency, all 600 of them, will drop what they're supposed to be doing and instead concentrate what's really important, and that's Democrats getting getting Democrats elected. Uh, so, you know, this election isn't in the bag. They will cheat mm-hmm. and steal mm-hmm. in any way they possibly can uh, because 
Department of Justice is not going to prosecute them because the Department of Justice is damn damn corrupt as they are. Yeah. Uh, but 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 the upside is, how many of those people, even if they are more or less forced to register to vote, how many of them will actually go out and vote? Hopefully, few. But mm-hmm. that doesn't matter because Allison, all of all mm-hmm. of the mules mm-hmm. that take the fake ballots mm-hmm. and take them to uh, polling places and you know people vote and they don't even know they voted because they mm-hmm. didn't vote. That's true. So you know a lot of fake votes. A lot of corruption. 919 Hill Country Patriot Time. You know, I mentioned uh, Joe Biden will uh, sign anything put in front of him and shake hands with invisible people. <clears throat> well, uh, as an exclusive to this show, <laughs> we, because of our contacts in the White House and in Congress, we know what Joe Biden, because he wants to run again, he has picked out his campaign theme, and I think this is absolutely perfect. This is Joe Biden's re-election campaign theme. He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to Nowhere man, please listen you don't know what you're missing Nowhere man Just sees what he wants to see Nowhere man can you see me at all Nowhere man, don't worry Take your time, don't worry Leave it all Till somebody else lends you a hand Doesn't have a point of view Knows not where he's going to He's a real nowhere man Sitting in his nowhere land Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Making all his nowhere plans for nobody Making all his nowhere plans for nobody. Come back. We're Bill and Allison, hillcountrypatriot.com. 104.3, 102.1, and first couple of texasradio.com. That's our website where you can hear our programs 24-7 <laughs> anytime you want. 925 Hill Country Patriot Time. Allison, have you heard that gay activists are trying to bar anthropologists from identifying human remains as male or female? No, seriously? Seriously. Seriously. Oh, well. Because you know what their argument was or is? Scientists can't know how an ancient individuals identified themselves. Oh, my God. (laughs) This gets crazier and crazier, doesn't it? Yes, it does. Like living in a loony bin. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. Like living in a loony bin. They don't want anthropologists to determine the, the sex. Now, well, we've recently been told that doctors just guess at a baby's sex. 
Really? The, the, they, they, they That's don't what really they claim. They, they, they're just guessing. Sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong, right? Isn't that, isn't that I, what they say? As I've said, I've changed many baby di- babies' diapers. And, and even as a teenager, I could tell which was Well, which. any mother or father knows, any human being knows, any two-year-old knows the difference. The thing is, you can, you can do all the cutting surgery you want. You can take all the drugs you want. You can dress the way you want. What you can't do is change your DNA. Mm-hmm. Your DNA and the number of chromosomes, if you're a woman, was it 2X chromosomes? I don't know what all that is. I don't really, I don't but, really know. But you're not going to be able to change your, your DNA, your that's chromosomes. Right. And that's what identifies you as a male or female. There's no way to change that. There's never be a way to change that. Uh, so that's that's what they're, they're looking at. Uh, and, and, of course, the Democratic Party has a problem. They can't. Uh, uh, Kamala has a problem. Uh, Kamala Harris, our esteemed vice president, she's got a problem. If and when Biden retires, she'll become the first woman president, but her party doesn't know what a woman is. <laughs> now, how's that going to work for you? That's good. You know? uh, well, I have some good news here, and it's always nice to have good news. A federal jury here in Texas has awarded a former Southwest Airlines flight attendant millions of dollars because Southwest fired her because she is pro-life. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, The Transportation Workers Union of America, TWU, along with Southwest Airlines, fired her because of her religious convictions against abortion. Uh, She posted on Facebook, uh, thank you for this. she, uh, the National Right to Work Foundation helped her uh, overturn this. Uh, and uh, she, uh, she learned in 2017, her name is Charlene Carter. She learned in 2017 that the union, her union, that she's forced to be a member of, uh, and its president, Audrey Stone, attended the Women's March in Washington, D.C., which received funding from Planned Parenthood. And then she went online and criticized that sent messages to the leader of the union uh, about her plans to support a recall of the leader of the union, Audrey Stone. And uh, the Women's March on Washington is a front for the abortion lobby promoted by Planned Parenthood and its cronies. Uh, So Southwest managers, Southwest Airline managers, told Charlene Carter, this flight attendant, she has to attend a meeting about her posts where the company questioned why she shared them. And then she was fired because she was anti-abortion, pro-life. Yeah, yeah, that's that's Southwest Airlines for you. So uh, fly some other airline. Okay. Last week, D.C. Metropolitan Police recovered the remains of five late-term pre-born children from the Washington Surgical Clinic in Washington, D.C. Based on the evidence collected at the time of recovery and photos that have been publicly shared, all five of these children appear to have developed well past the point of viability and likely suffered severely painful abortion procedures. For example, one baby girl has significant damage to her head with deep lacerations at the back of her neck and may have been a victim of an illegal partial abortion. Another baby was found in its amniotic sac and could have been born alive. There are images documenting this crime, but I won't show them to you as they're so disturbing and graphic that only a feminist and possibly Satan himself could stomach them. Now to make matters worse, this discovery came just as a new bill was introduced in California 
to legalize infanticide. To be more specific, the bill shields a mother of civil and criminal charges for any actions or omissions related to her pregnancy, meaning a mother can abort her baby at any point during her nine months of pregnancy, and if the baby's born alive, it's within her legal rights to leave it to die. First of all, to support abortion is not to support bodily autonomy, for one very obvious reason. A baby is not your body. A baby is an individual with its own separate head, shoulders, knees, toes, and unique DNA. So to support the murder of these individuals is quite literally the opposite of supporting bodily autonomy. Bodily autonomy means the right to govern your own body without force or coercion, and there's no force involved in birthing a child, because giving birth is the natural outcome of getting pregnant. You can't force a woman to give birth. In other words, another individual's human rights are completely dependent on whether or not I find them valuable, which the last time I checked, granting human rights based on that individual's perceived value in society is exactly why we have anti-discrimination laws in the first place, so that the voiceless and oppressed are protected. To drive home how asinine this perspective on a baby's human rights is, I want you to consider this. When a doctor murders an unborn baby, we call that a choice. But when a criminal murders a pregnant woman, we charge him with double homicide. Now, of course, the masterminds behind the grossly profitable abortion industry, who constructed these half-baked arguments and later convinced generations of women to parrot them, are well aware of everything I just said. And they're also aware that none of their arguments hold any water unless they take one very important step. Change the definition of words. In order to minimize the life of an unborn child, we must first deny that the unborn are human at all. So we'll call them fetuses or clumps of cells, whatever detracts from the fact that they're human beings just like you and I at a different stage of development. Because not only do we use words to share information, words construct our very thoughts and ideas. We can soften the worst atrocities in human history with words. War can be reduced to foreign relations and murder can be reduced to a simple medical procedure. The war on words is relentless and intentional and it's oozed into every vulnerable crack of Western culture like toxic sludge. And what's its mission? To replace objective reality with subjective experience. Because without objective truth, there's no ground for morality to stand on. And without morality, tyrants can turn entire generations of average citizens into obedient soldiers. And why not get your foot in the door with society's most innocent members? Because if a woman can stand by and watch a stranger in a white coat slaughter her own flesh and blood, what could she stand by and watch him do to you? 9.37 is our Hill Country Patriot time. And again, you're with Bill and Allison. We're here every Saturday from 8, eight, eight to, to 10. 10. Mm-hmm. 8 to 10 now. Mm-hmm. So we're happy to have you with us and hope you join us every Saturday morning. And if you don't, if you can't catch us uh, one Saturday morning, you can go to First Couple, right, Nelson? First Couple of Texas Radio.com. And you'll hear our, we'll hear our podcast. Our previous shows are all there. And uh, you can download them, listen on your uh, MP3 player while you're out running around or in the in the car, or truck, or uh, whatever, whatever, wherever you are, yeah, wherever <laughs> you are, wherever you are, we can be with you. <laughs> <laughs> That's true too. Uh, Hill Country Swap Meet is going on today until five o'clock at the Lady Bird Johnson Municipal Park in Fredericksburg, uh, and there's also one of the largest old car events in Texas is going to be at the uh, 
Park in uh, Lady Bird, LBJ. Uh, I'm sorry, Lady Bird Johnson Park. That's she's, she's still LBJ. I didn't realize that. Mm-hmm. Well, and so are their their, ch- their kids their, are their girls. too. So he named. They after, did. He did that on purpose. Named his kids after himself, mm-hmm. and named his wife after him. Her real name was Cynthia. Claudia. I mean, sorry, Claudia. Claudia, and she didn't like to be called Lady Bird. But, uh, that's what my cousin, who lived in Fredericksburg and knew her, said that she didn't like to be called Lady Bird. But she never liked that term. She preferred Claudia. But uh, anyway, one of the largest old car events in Texas is going on today at the Lady Bird Johnson Park in Fredericksburg. Hundreds of vintage cars, thousands of restoration parts for sale or swap, free admission, free parking, <laughs> as opposed to no, what is it, no fee parking? Is that the other one? No, no, no parking. Yeah, there is no parking or admission fee. It was, that's previous uh, at, the, uh, at the other event, but... Uh, now this is this is more straightforward. Free admission, free parking, uh, and that's going on today until five o'clock in Fredericksburg. Something good to know. So there's a lot going on in Fredericksburg. There really is. They have to hand it to them. They have uh, they really know how to put on events and attract people, and attract visitors. Uh, speaking of events, Bandera and the courthouse Main Street on Saturday today is Cowboys on Main. Uh, you can sit on Redneck the Longhorn, take your picture, visit with Kelly Scott in his chuck wagon, take a ride in Ron Dakota's horse-drawn wagon around the town square. And most Saturdays, the Bandera Cattle Company performs gunfights at Rattlesnake Ridge, located behind the Bandera Visitor Center at 11 a.m. and 1 p.m. So check that out in Bandera. So we're talking about a lot of things going on. Mm-hmm. A lot of things going on. Had a uh, an interesting little item here for you the worst public opinion poll ever 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 the worst outcome or the worst question worst no the worst outcome <clears throat> the most inaccurate one ever you probably know which one i'm talking about Allison. not not offhand no well the literary digest presidential straw poll of 1936 oh okay literary digest polled nearly two and a half million voters it's much more than they wow. poll today. Yeah, not nowadays they poll like, you know. A few thousand or few, few hundreds. Thousand. Oh, yeah. yeah. A few thousand, yeah, most. Four days before Franklin Roosevelt was up for re-election, 1936, Literary Digest made its prediction based on polling two and a half million voters. They said there will be 370 electoral votes and a resounding victory over Franklin Roosevelt for Kansas Republican Alfred Landon. Alf Landon. <laughs> By election night, Roosevelt had been swept into a second term by the most overwhelming landslide <laughs> in American history. He got 523 electoral votes to Elf Landon's eight. <laughs> Literary Digest said it would be exactly the other way around. <laughs> so Literary Digest was totally embarrassed. Uh, they, they vowed to do better the next time, but they never got the chance because Literary Digest went bankrupt <laughs> and disappeared within a year. So when you... Yeah, I don't trust polls. I mean, look at look at all the polls that said Hillary was going to win. Mm-hmm. You know. Well, and also there's a very famous picture of is it is it Harry Truman holding up a newspaper? Yes. And the, the huge headline is Dewey wins. Yeah, that was when uh, <laughs> Thomas Dewey and uh, Harry Truman were running against each other, and uh, that was Chicago Tribune. Oh, okay. Pr- that printed that the night before, or the night <laughs> before they knew the outcome, and they thought sure that uh, Dewey was going to win. So Harry Truman held held up that famous headline <laughs> and laughed about it. Uh, 9.42, Hill Country Patriot Time. 
the uh, we were just on a plane yesterday, mm-hmm. an airplane yesterday. So much better now without the mask requirement. Mm, yeah, for sure. so much nicer. Still, still a problem going through security. You know, it's a real hassle to take off your shoes and uh, your your belt and everything out of your pockets. And uh, although I have to say, we went through the Richmond, Virginia airport, and they were the TSA agents were very nice. One was mm-hmm. joking with me mm-hmm. about the very stuff and uh, and a very laid back airport compared to some alternatives that could be. Well, you, you talked about us being on an airport yesterday, and you also previously you mentioned that, that we were in Virginia going to wineries. Mm-hmm. And on the way to the Richmond airport, oh, we, yeah. we, we stopped at a winery, and Bill, Bill was in charge of mapping out our route, and he said, oh, here's a winery that, that's right on I-64, the interstate going to the uh, airport. So so we said, okay, well, we'll we had plenty of time, so, so we went there. Well, that he, he was correct that, it's it's right, it's right next to the interstate, but you have to drive almost about ten miles <laughs> with lots of turns and little, little tiny windy roads. And uh, while we were while we were there at the winery, which is very nice, uh, we were talking to the owner, and he said, "Where are you from?" And um, we said Texas, and he said, "Oh, those gentlemen over at the bar um, are from Texas." So um, so we started talking to them, and they said they're from Dallas. And uh, oh, actually, he said, I said, where are you from in Texas? He said, DFW. And I'm thinking that's an airport. <laughs> yeah. I, I think they might be transplants because I said, we're from Kerrville and they, they had they no had idea. No idea. But uh, um, the, they talked about how they were going to the to the airport. And it occurred to me and a few minutes later, I said, are you on the 340 to Dallas? And they said, yes. Yeah. So here we were out in the middle of nowhere, Virginia at a winery. And three guys that we met there were on our airplane. On our plane. We saw them later. <laughs> yeah. Well, speaking of uh, airports and airport security, uh, President Brandon's Department of Homeland Security confirms that Department of Homeland Security this year so far, as of July 21 is the story, has allowed nearly 1,000 illegal aliens to use arrest warrants, <laughs> and deportation notices as forms of identification to board airliners in the United States. Yeah, you, you try that. Isn't that insane? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I, I, I'm always worried when I travel, you know, I'm looking for my wallet, you know, as we're returning home, thinking, oh my gosh, where's my wallet? If I don't have a driver's license, I can't get on the airplane. Yeah. But uh, maybe I should... Get, get, get an, an arrest warrant get, get or an arrest warrant. deportation notice, and they, they accept that. Uh, yeah, that, uh, during a congressional hearing, uh, Senator Josh Hawley from Missouri had the TSA administrator admit that nearly 1,000 illegal aliens have been allowed to board U.S. flights with arrest warrants and deportation orders as forms of identification. Uh, he also, the head of the TSA, Transportation Security um, Administration, said not all illegal aliens presenting arrest warrants and deportation orders at airport checkpoints are subject to screening. They are not? No. But, but They can but, buy, not all of them. But, but, they, I, but I get the pat down. Some of them, some of them are get by without being screened to get on an airplane, according to David Petoskey, I'm sorry, Pekoski, who is the head of the Transportation Security Administration. I'm reading from this directly from this story. 
Petoskey also noted that not all illegal aliens presenting arrest warrants and deportation orders at TSA airport checkpoints are subject to screenings. Wow. Yeah, I mean, seriously, every single time I go through security, I get patted down. Yeah, yeah. So if, if you're an illegal, you know, you may not have to go through screening on an airplane. That would wow. scare me to death to be on that plane. Yeah. Uh, more than a million illegals have been released in the United States interior since Biden took office. Last year, nearly 45,000 were put on commercial domestic flights and flown into the country, often free of charge. Mm-hmm. Well, they're not free of charge. Guess who pays for it? Mm-hmm. You do. Yep. I do. Taxpayers do. This is outrageous. Absolutely outrageous. I can't wait for November. I'll tell you yeah. what. But, you know, the problem is, the, the, the real problem is, the Democrats want to drive us off the cliff at 100 miles an hour, and most Republicans want to do it at 50. Right. I mean, that's really, that's the, the sad part about it. The Republicans get into power, and all they do is just slow down the destruction of the country. You know, and the Democrats know that. So they, the Democrats, when they're in power, they push as hard as they can, get everything they, you know, all kind of socialism, communism, light stuff they want. Uh, and then when the Republicans come into power, do they ever reverse all that stuff? No. No. They just don't pass any more of it. Right. So that's why it gets worse and worse and worse. Sorry to say that. Wish I had some good good news for you. Well, I do have some good news for you, actually. Okay, let's hear it. Uh, there's a farmer's market today in Junction. Okay. From 9 to 12 every Saturday at the Junction City Park. Uh, it's going to be until noon, 9 to noon. No charge. Family, friends, pets are welcome. Food, crafts, ideas for holidays or any day. That'll be at the Junction City Park. Also, on Saturdays from 8 a.m. to noon in Comfort will be a farmer's market at the Comfort Park, which is not hard to find. No excuse for not being there. And today, I mentioned, is Family Free Day at the Museum of Western Art Western Art in Kerrville. So if, uh, if you're a Kirk County resident, you can get in free. And that, of course, is on Bandera Highway. Oh, what else we got? We got a lot going on. And uh, I haven't even mentioned everything that's going on. Uh, you should mention what you're going to do today. Uh, we, okay. okay. <laughs> we are uh, getting a puppy today. Mm-hmm. Yeah, getting a puppy. Go pick him up. We're picking him up today. So we're looking, looking forward to that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Be, uh, we haven't had a doggy in our life for a few years, and we weren't ready for one really. After we lost our baby, just of natural causes. Uh, after sixteen, he was sixteen years old, Springer Spaniel, and uh, can't talk about him very long. <laughs> even though it's been several years, but we weren't ready to get another dog, but, uh, we decided to, uh, we, we don't, we miss having a dog in our life. So, uh, we're getting, uh, getting a, um, very young Springer mm-hmm. later, mm-hmm. the Lord willing later today. And we're naming, we've already named him after my grandfather. Oh, that's right. We have Sam Walton. Yeah. Sam Walton. <laughs> Allison's grandfather. Now when we were, Alice and I were first going out, she told me that, uh, you know, one of our first dates, she said, my grandfather is Sam Walton. And I immediately said, will you marry me? <laughs> it was only afterwards I found out, although it's the same family from Arkansas. Well, we, we believe it's the, oh, same. it's the same. Look, Sam Walton's middle name, the, 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 not your grandfather, but the one who founded Walmart is 
Moore. Moore. And that's a family name of yours. Mm-hmm. So there, there is a connection there from Arkansas. Half the family moved from Arkansas to Oklahoma to become dirt farmers. <laughs> the other half stayed and founded Walmart. Guess which one Allison's family was. So that's okay. I still yeah, I, 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 did, I was doing some research recently, and based on when they were born, um, my, my grandfather is very possibly like uncle or, you know, some, some relation like that to the Sam Walton hmm. of Walmart. Yeah, you have some. Famous relatives, well, that mm-hmm. and uh, Eugene Moore. That's right. Eugene Moore, my distant cousin, was the first lawman shot by uh, Clyde Barrow of Bonnie and Clyde fame. Yeah. We were at uh, the museum in uh, Gibsland, Louisiana, which is where Bonnie and Clyde were ambushed and killed. And there's a little tiny museum there. And uh, I told the proprietor, we were the only ones there. It's a very small museum, but it's pretty cool. And uh, I told the proprietor that uh, Allison's, I said, do you know who Eugene Moore was? And he said, well, of course I do. It was the first lawman killed by Clyde Barrow. I mean, he knew that right off the top of his head. I said, well, meet, meet Eugene Moore's cousin in Allison. And he almost <laughs> fell on the floor. Every year they have a Bonnie and Clyde symposium. And it's a serious thing. I mean, they have food trucks and all that. And it's kind of a party thing. But uh, they have a serious symposium with authors and researchers and talking about Bonnie and Clyde and the history and all that. And he said, Allison, if you come to that, you'd be the queen of the symposium. <laughs> Wouldn't that be cool? And unfortunately for me, COVID hit. So That's right. And so they stopped it. I don't know if they've started it up again or not. Uh, well, speaking of Bonnie and Clyde and uh, folks like that, uh, you know, a lot of people have bought into the simplistic idea that the availability of firearms is the cause of mass shootings. Now, you know, we have several guns that they haven't, you know, they haven't shot they haven't gone off by themselves, so I don't see how firearms are the problem. Um, I used to tell a teacher of mine that uh, who, who thought that guns were the problem, I said, well, the reason I failed my test is my, is my pencil failed the test, not me. Uh, but uh, the, the fact is mass shootings are far more likely the result of how we've been mistreating mental illness and behavioral problems. And why do people have behavioral problems? A lot of times it's their lack of good parenting. What's, what's common among, among these uh, uh, shooters? They're young males. They're young, disaffected males whose social media postings have indicated they have real problems. And they come from broken homes, uh, behavioral problems, etc. Uh, so the more gun control laws have been passed, the more mass shootings have occurred. Uh, so the point is not that there's a relationship there, but gun control laws don't work. I mean, there's mass shootings in states that have the strictest gun control, cities that have mm-hmm. the strictest gun control. Chicago. Yeah, and the, the criminals get their guns legally. So ninety the, the studies are 97.8% of mass shootings occur in gun-free zones. Why? Because the bad guys know that... The good guys oh, don't have guns. Yeah, the good guys don't have guns. So, you know, I, I often say to people, if you're in favor of guns, gun-free zones in schools, why don't you put a sign in your front yard that says it's a gun-free zone? I haven't seen anybody do that, but have the courage of your convictions to do something like that. Uh, no, it's, it's, uh, it's fake is what it is. It's, 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 uh, it's, they don't want it. They, they don't, even the advocates, the smart ones, know that gun control laws don't work. They just want to take 
guns away from law-abiding people. You know, when the government wants to take your guns away, that means they're planning to do something that you would probably shoot them for. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's, you know, I mean, 11 teens die every day statistically because of texting while driving. So does anybody say that teens shouldn't have smartphones? We should make smartphones illegal or up to 21 or something like that. You know, if gun control laws actually worked, Chicago would be Mayberry, USA, because they have the strictest gun controls in the the country. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I think the Second Amendment makes more women equal in the entire feminist movement, quite honestly. Good point. Yeah, I think so. You know, I mean, legal gun owners have it's estimated about 300 million guns in the United States and probably a trillion rounds of ammo. So, you know, if we were the problem, I think you'd know it, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I mean, when, when JFK was killed, did anybody blame the rifle? I mean, we, you and I are old enough to remember that. Good point. Did anybody blame the rifle? That's a good point. That, I don't recall a, a call for um, gun control at, at that time no. when a president was killed No, by a gun. No, because the leftists hadn't gone crazy enough to mm-hmm. actually mm-hmm. advocate disarming the American people. That's very yeah. true. The NRA, National Rifle Association murders zero people and receives nothing in government funds. Planned Parenthood kills over 350,000 babies every year and receives 500 million, half a billion dollars in tax dollars annually. Wow, I had no idea they received that much in tax dollars. Yeah, yeah. It's shocking, isn't it? You know, I've got no problem with vigorous background checks when it comes to firearms, but if we're going to do that, Let's do the same when it comes to voting, voter ID, immigration, vigorous background checks. How about vigorous background checks on candidates running for office? Nobody's calling for that, but they want it on uh, on guns. 956 Hill Country Patriot Time with Bill and Allison, and we got some more stuff going on that you need to know about. Uh, starting tomorrow and going through Saturday, August 6th, the Patriot Academy for ages 16 to 25. Uh, and that is where you can, where they encourage, engage, and equip young leaders who share the mission of the Torch of Freedom Foundation to restore America's constitutional republic by renewing biblical principles of liberty upon which the nation was built. And you can get more information by going to patriotacademy.com. Patriotacademy.com. That might be something to check out. That's for ages 16 to 25. And that's going on all week. We, we don't, we don't upcoming qualify. week. We don't qualify. We don't qualify. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We we too young for that. Oh, what do we got? Oh, we've got uh, the Nimitz Museum, which is no longer called the Nimitz Museum. It's the uh, Muse- National Museum of the Pacific War in Fredericksburg. You know, it's it's an event today. Napoleon's famous for quipping that an quipping that an army marches on its stomach. And this saying held true during the Pacific War. So come down to the program at the Museum of the Pacific War in Fredericksburg to learn about the meals that kept our GIs nourished and fit to fight. And that's today at the Pacific Combat Zone, right downtown uh, Fredericksburg. I bet you didn't know the Pacific Combat Zone was actually had, had, was, was in Fredericksburg, did you? No, I didn't. <laughs> I thought it was in the Pacific. <laughs> I did, too. Anyway, that'll, that'll be at the uh, museum, downtown Fredericksburg. Uh, they have several programs, several times for it, 11, 
11.30 today, 1 o'clock and 1.30. So that's called Food on the Front down at the National Museum of the Pacific War. And I'm just looking to see if we've covered every event that we know about. And if you have an event coming up, uh, make sure you send it to Rance Radio Group, and we will be happy to promote it on the air. Mm-hmm. Promote it on the air. Just make sure to tell us when and where it is. Well, that's always important. Always important. Oh, we've got 9.58 Hill Country Patriot Time, so we're wrapping up. We we're are. Bill and Allison, every Saturday morning, mm-hmm. we're here from 8 to 10. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Hill Country Patriot and... First couple of TexasRadio.com. Exactly. And don't forget to support our farmer's market, our local producers, uh, healthy food. Uh, farmer's market going on today until noon at the River Hills Mall in front of J.C. Penney. On Fridays, there's one next to the library in Kerrville. Uh, there's one in uh, Comfort at the Comfort Park today going on until noon. And we've got another one uh, going on until noon in Junction at the Junction City Park. Well, we always like to end with a verse, and it's the same verse we end our show with. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. and Lean not into your own understanding. Acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. That's something to stay with it. Thanks, Allison. Thank you, Bill.